1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
0: Welcome back to the Fan Afternoon Show. Sam Schmitz along with Adam Roberts here with you this afternoon. Got a lot to talk about with the Milwaukee Brewers, and none of them do, do it better than with Vinny Rotino from Bally Sports Wisconsin. And you can also find him occasionally on the Locked On Brewers podcast on your Odyssey app. We get out to the great Midwest Bank hotline and bring in Vinny Rotino. Vinny, thanks for the time. How are you doing this afternoon? Yeah.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How's it going?
0: Doing well. And before we get to all this Brewers talk and Aaron Ashby's extension and stuff like that, I do want to talk about you getting back into the TV broadcast booth with Brian Anderson along next to you? I can say, Vinny, along with myself and a lot of callers here at the Fan, that you did get a lot of you know positive feedback. So it was good to hear from you, and you did really well, man. It was very entertaining to listen to you along with BA.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, BA. Uh, kind of taking me under his wing a little bit, and um. I, I, I've worked really hard to try and get good at the broadcasting thing, and I, I know i got a long ways to go. I really appreciate the compliment. I had a lot of fun doing it with BA in San Francisco.
0: Yeah, no problem. And hopefully you get a couple more shots at it all throughout the season. But we also talked about it, too. Uh, Adam Roberts is telling me, too, from Sunday's game, that we did see on Bally Sports Wisconsin, we saw a Vinny Rotino jersey as well in the crowd. How about that? <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's the one fan walking around Wisconsin that has that pinstripe uh, (laughs) (laughs) jersey back from 2007, uh, probably. So, uh, yeah, that was cool to see. I actually saw that, too.
0: Nice. Once again, talking with Vinny Rotino from Ballet Sports, Wisconsin, former brewer as well. You can find him on the Locked On Brewers podcast. Vinny, obviously we want to get into this first series against the Colorado Rockies after the second half, but I do want to talk about the Aaron Ashby extension that was on Saturday. I mean, in my opinion, I, I love the extension just because Tim Allen, the host of the Gene Weddinger Plumbing Post Game Show here on The Fan, him and I, we are just over the moon on Aaron Ashby. We're buying all the stock that we can on him just because we know with that stuff that he has and his, his whole arsenal that he is going to be a problem. And Realistically, like, when we were talking about it yesterday, we were like, does this say anything about Brian Woodruff or Corbin Burns' future with the Brewers? I said, not really. This is just kind of insurance for the Milwaukee Brewers, and this is what they have to do if they want to keep young arms like that. What were your thoughts on the Ashby extension?
1: I love the extension. I'm with you guys. I mean, look, the stuff is off the charts elite. He gets both swing and miss strikeouts, and he gets a ton of ground balls. And to get both is very rare from a starting pitcher. Um, He's got the, the sinker at 97 miles an hour. I mean, that's absolutely unheard of. We've even seen him up to 99 miles an hour from the left side, he's just going to continue to get better, right? I mean, he's, he's pretty much still a rookie. I mean, last year he came up, I mean, this is his first year really getting into the rotation, um, uh, you know, from, from the get go. And he's been doing a great job. Luckily he got past that scare with that forearm. And I think as a player, I mean, he signs the extension, giving him a little bit of insurance, but at the same time, the brewers got an absolute bargain. If this kid stays healthy which there's there's no indication that he won't. I mean, it's a little bit funkier delivery, right, from a starting pitcher, but he is hyper mobile. He's extremely a, a mobile mover. I mean, really flexible. Um, and so I, I do think it'll hold up. And I just love the kid and how how poised he is out on the mound. I mean, 24 years old. If you would tell me he's 24 years old, I think absolutely not, no way. I mean, he, he makes adjustments in the game. He makes adjustments from start to start. I love this extension, and yeah, it's going to extend the Brewers' window a little bit from the standpoint they have Freddie Peralta and Aaron Ashby now under control, and those two guys are going to continue to get better.
0: Right, and you bring up a good point about just being patient with him because I think if a lot of Brewers fans, if they just look at his numbers with the 438 ERA and just kind of the ups and downs that he's gone through ever since he rejoined the rotation this year, I think a lot of Brewers fans are like, why did you give this guy an extension? But you're right, you got to be patient with him because – you have to be patient based on what you saw with Corbin Burns and stuff like that. Like The Brewers can just, they're they are so yeah. good at developing these pitchers and just tweaking one thing. But I think before we dive into the offense, another guy that I think is going to be, you're going to have to be a little patient before you actually see what he's actually capable of is Ethan Small, who is making his second career start from the Milwaukee Brewers tonight. I mean, I don't really know. I, I was kind of talking with Tim Allen again, once again, last night. And we were kind of saying, you know, we're not expecting much from Ethan Small just about maybe you know four innings, hopefully four to five runs or less given up. I mean, what are you kind of expecting from Ethan Small in his his second major league start?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, look, he really struggled in AAA after he went down after that uh, major league debut. Um, he he then figured it out a little bit. It sounds like in July down there where he was throwing a little bit better strikes. He was getting some outs in the zone, and that's going to be the key for him moving forward: is whether or not he can get outs in the zone he's kind of relied on in his career up until this point in the minor leagues of getting chase and getting guys to expand the zone go outside the zone and that's how he's been getting those strikeouts and swing and miss and ability to stay off the barrel major league hitters will do that maybe one time through the order and then they're going to make a really quick adjustment on the guy and so i think that's what we need to see from him we don't need to see him go out and throw a complete game shutout that's really not what we need to see from him we need to see whether or not he's able to make an adjustment from that last time out. And even from the, the month of June that he really struggled in AAA, if he's able to come up, make those adjustments, get out in the zone, you know, really execute that fastball to the edges and to the top of the zone. And then that will allow that change up to play better in the zone. So that's what we're looking for. That's what I'm looking for. I'm not really expecting him to go, um, you know, a complete game shutout whatsoever. I'm just, I'm hoping for five, good five innings, and uh, hand it over to the bullpen.
0: Once again, talking with Racine Native, former Milwaukee brewery, host on Valley Sports Wisconsin and host on On Brewers as well, Vinny Rutino. You can follow him on Twitter, at Vinny Rattino. One more thing with Ethan Small. I mean, if he is serviceable enough tonight, if everything goes well enough, do you think the plan is that they give him maybe you know two to three more starts before Freddie Peralta hopefully comes back in mid-August to be that fifth starter in the rotation?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be up to Ethan Small right now whether or not he's going to stick around, like you said, until um, Freddie Peralta does come back. Uh, if he struggles, he'll probably try someone else. Because, look, what you cannot have is a guy that goes out and pitches an inning or an inning and a third. That absolutely blows up your bullpen for, for a week, right? And that's the impact that it has. We saw the San Francisco Giants really struggle with that just because they didn't have starting pitchers that uh, really could go deeper in the game in that fifth spot. So that's what the Brewers are looking for. They're looking for a guy in that fifth spot that can get, you know, five innings, four and a, four and a third, four and two thirds would be absolutely great. Um, if they could get that from Ethan small. So if he does that, I think he'll stick around until Freddie Peralta comes back.
0: Now we've talked for a couple of minutes about the young, exciting arms in the Brewers uh, system and all that. But I think the thing that everybody always wants to talk about with this Brewers team is obviously the offense and, Man, I, I don't think for, as a Brewers fan, you could really ask for a better start to the second half of the season than this series against the Colorado Rockies. I know they got shut out last night, but you'll take three out of four from them. And what really stood out to me, Vinny, from after Sunday's game was what Andrew McCutcheon and Hunter Renfro were talking about in the locker room to the reporters that they actually admitted to the reporters that they they're trying to get, they got together and they're trying to pretty much take whatever the other team is giving them. They're not trying to do too much. I mean, if that can carry over throughout the rest of the second half of the season, we all know how good this Brewers team can be in the second half under Craig Council since 2018. I mean, that kind of changes my outlook a little bit if they can pretty much do this the rest of the second half. I don't know how you feel about it. If you, yeah. It's one thing to talk to talk, but they're actually walking the walk based on this one series.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, well, first of all, just, just getting that Hunter Renfro home run when they were down – Um, they were down to their last strike basically, and that would have been a huge loss that first game coming back after the All-Star break. Hunter Renfro hits that home run. So you still need to continue to get home run, you know, hit home runs. You know, there's a lot of talk about this team relying on the home run. This team will go as far into the playoffs as far as they can, like what you just said, make the adjustments in, in order to take what the opposing team is giving them, not try to hit the home run. If there's a if there's a starter on the mound that's absolutely dealing that day, like, like Kyle Freeland did last night, I mean, that's an example where they didn't necessarily take what the pitcher was giving them. But if they have that mindset, though, that that's what they're going to do, they're going to have quality at-bats, and they're going to battle, they're not going to strike out, and they're just going to take what the pitcher gives them, yes, this offense will go. And they will hit their home runs, and they will slug. But they will also be on base, and that's the key. they got to get continue to get on base in front of some of the bigger sluggers in the lineup like Willie Adamas, Rowdy Tellez, and Hunter Renfro, and even Andrew McCutcheon, the way he's swinging the bat lately. As long as they can do that, I think this offense will go, and they will go deep into the playoffs if they continue to have that mindset.
0: Once again, talking with former Brewer and host on Valley Sports Wisconsin, Vinny Rotino, here on the Fan Afternoon Show. Just a couple more here for you, Vinny, before we let you go. Um, you were talking about yeah. Kyle Freeland having the game, probably his best outing of his 2022 season. And unfortunately, as as we were talking about the the assurance of this offense from this series, the unfortunate thing that kind of popped its ugly head back up was these struggles against the left-handed pitchers. I believe now they're 26th in the league and batting against left-handed pitchers, like a 222 team average. I mean, Do you think, I know that's why they're probably keeping Pedro Severino on the roster, but do you think there's really a solution within this team that could hopefully get them over the edge against that left-handed pitching struggle? Uh,
1: It's so frustrating to watch because I don't really have an answer for this question, but like Andrew McCutcheon hammers lefties. He's done so his entire career. In fact, last year, he may have been the best bat against left-handed pitchers in all of baseball. He he was certainly in the top five. You have Andrew McCutcheon, who you got to believe is going to he's swinging the bat really well right now and he's swinging the bat well against lefties lately. And then you have a Mike Brasso, who's, who's like one of the better uh, hitters against left-handed hit pitchers in all of baseball. He's got an OPS of around a thousand, meaning OPS, meaning on base percentage plus slugging percentage. So he's getting on base and he's slugging against left-handed pitchers. So, you know, you do have guys that can do it. You mentioned Pedro Severino you wish that a guy like Keston here, I know he's in triple a could figure it out and not have reverse splits against lefties, but I don't really have like a definitive answer, whether or not this team is going to figure it out against left-handed starters. It's it, it just, it's a little bit perplexing to be honest, because they do have some right-handed bats in the lineup that can hit. And they should be able to hit against lefties where the ball is coming into them and not away from them. Like right-handed sliders go away from a right-handed hitter. So that one's a little bit troubling, right? So right. maybe they go out and, and acquire someone on on the on the market uh, to help them out with that. But I just don't know that I I love any of the names out there right now, considering what they would have to give up.
0: No, I don't blame you. I, I think at the end of the day, it just kind of boils down to a couple guys on this offense, like you said, Andrew McCutcheon who's batting 230 against lefties, and uh, Hunter Renfrew, who's batting 222 against lefties this year. I think it's just based on those guys, and maybe a couple more stepping up. But that kind of leads us into. What we were talking about before we had you on here is that there's clearly no Superman on this at this trade deadline market, aside from Juan Soto, who probably isn't going to be a Milwaukee Brewer, unfortunately. But there's really no you know, Trey Turner, Chris Bryan, Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez on this trade market like, it were, like there was last year. And we were kind of talking about would bring in one back, because we all hear you know, the Ramon Laureanos, the Andrew attendees and stuff like that. So I assume the Brewers will maybe try to make a move for somebody like that. But on top of that, I don't think there's really that Superman out there at the trade deadline that's going to put this Brewers offense over the edge. Do you think just a couple of these guys, along with the left-handed struggles, but just getting back to their career batting averages, do you think that would make a huge impact for this team? I
1: think if this group, they have the talent to do it, they have the group to do it, I don't see bringing anybody in. You mentioned some of the guys that you mentioned. Those those would be upgrades a little bit, right? But I don't I don't see anybody – that they don't already have, basically, right? They don't have guys – they have guys with potential to, to be productive offensive players, and they just, they just haven't been consistent. If you could acquire a guy that's slump-proof, right, like a Juan Soto or a Trey Turner type of a guy that doesn't slump and just gives you – is just a hitter with the ability to drive the ball out of the ballpark. I mean, those guys are unicorns right now. I mean, there's like 10 guys in the big leagues that do both. Right. And, and, you know, five of them are on the Los Angeles Dodgers. So, I mean, it's just, it's like, it's very difficult to pinpoint a name that's really going to put them over the edge. Juan Soto would be that guy. You'd have to probably give up Jackson Chirillo, Bryce Tarang, Joey Weimer. I mean, Sal, Sal, like you'd probably have to, that's probably starts the conversation for the Washington nationals. Are you willing to leverage the future to, to do that? I don't think I am. I don't think the Brewers are. I don't think the front office is. So it's um, it's uh, a problem that, you know, that they're going to have to just figure it out internally. That's my opinion. I think that's what they're probably going to do.
0: Once again, talking with Vinny Rutino from Ballet Sports Wisconsin and Locked On Brewers here on the Fan Afternoon Show. Make sure to follow him on Twitter, at Vinny Rutino. Just two more here for you, Vinny. Tim Allen brought up something yeah. interesting last night in our postgame show when it comes to Christian Yelich because obviously – Ever since he got moved back up to or back into the leadoff spot for the Brewers, he's obviously been performing better than he has been recently. But I think the last thing that we're kind of waiting for as Brewers fans is that clutch hit from Christian Yelich. And Tim Allen brought something up, and I want to get your thoughts on it because we'll probably talk about it later on tonight too. He was thinking, well, if you move Christian Yelich back up to the leadoff spot to get him going, would you be opposed to sending him back down to the let's say fifth spot in the lineup to hopefully? get that run production going. He's not saying to do it now, but if the offense gets stale in the next couple of weeks, I don't know, would you be willing to move Christian Yelich down to the fifth spot? Or do you want to keep him there in that leadoff spot in the lineup?
1: I, I think the best thing for the team is to keep Christian Yelich in the leadoff spot. And I say the team with emphasis is because, you know, he, he is a guy that is proven at this point to be consistent at that leadoff spot and getting on base and having productive at bats. When he's down in the order, I just feel like, and I don't know this for sure, but like it just looks like he puts a little too much pressure on himself to produce those runs to hit to you know to slug, to hit home runs, to drive in to drive in runs. I, I just think he's putting too much pressure on himself to do so. I think he's found a little niche. I think he's found his uh, role on the team in that leadoff spot to get on base, I, I think you keep them there just because kind of the, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of an idea. You don't want to kind of kick a, you know, what's the, what's the term? You don't want to kick a sleeping, whatever, dog or something. I don't know. Sleeping I'm bear or whatever, yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, I you know go. what you're saying. <laughs>
1: those things. But, yeah, it, yeah. So, I, I, I would keep them at the leadoff spot.
0: Sounds good. One one last thing for you, Vinny. You mentioned him just a couple minutes ago. We had just heard that the Brewers' top prospect, Jackson Chirillo, got promoted to high A with the with with the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. So kind of exciting if you're in the Appleton area, if you're a Brewers fan. I mean, last time we had you on, we were talking about would any of these prospects to you be untouchable? You brought up Chirillo, you brought up Freelick, and I believe Weimer as well. But I don't know, man. If I can get up to Appleton, I haven't seen much of Jackson Torrio, but based on his numbers and just how young this guy is, I'm very excited. It's been a while since I've been excited about a Brewers prospect here in the organization.
1: Yeah, if you guys get an opportunity, no matter what corner of the state you're in, if you're a Brewer fan, get to Appleton and watch this kid play and try and get his autograph. I mean, really, it's <laughs> it's a special player. I mean... <laughs> It's a it's a special player. I mean, he we're, we're talking about um, all all the tools he can run, he can hit, he can hit for power. I mean, he's 18 years old. Right. So they're talking about comping him to a, a Ronald Acuna Jr. type of a talent. And, and that's a pretty special thing. Right. So, you know, go watch him play and then go. And then now you'll have at age 18, a little snapshot of what he looked like. And then you'll watch him develop into an all star or better at the major league level going forward.
0: That is Vinny Rattino, the Racine native, former brewer, analyst for Ballet Sports Wisconsin, and host occasionally of a friend of show, Dominic Catroni of Lockdown Brewers, which you can find in your Odyssey app. Vinny, thank you so much for the time, and I'm sure we'll be talking after the trade deadline. Of course.
1: Anytime. Thanks. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.